0: friend that's in the comedy world and she said I'll never date another comedian.
1: Oh fuck no. I would <laughs> never. It's just like don't shit where you sleep. It's just good.
0: Calm down. It was a joke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of i have a god of the podcast. Episode Thirteen, lucky number thirteen, my friends. Just gonna say that. Thirteen. Um, was it was the Friday? Well, actually, we're recording on Friday, so technically this is kind of our own little Friday the Thirteenth thing going on right now. Yeah, it's kind of
1: creepy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, a little quick fact. Did you know that the first Friday the Thirteenth, Jason was not in it. Really? Yeah, stung you, stung you guys already. Y'all been stung already (laughs) for the. For those kids out there, Friday the Thirteenth was a movie about this uh, psycho kid who had a crazy infatuation with his with his mom. His mom ended up having died because she was swimming and she realized she couldn't swim in this uh, nasty ass lake. Wow. Jason got pissed off and said, "I'm gonna kill everybody that comes to this lake and hang out. I'm all, especially all the blonde white girls. I'm killing them all." And but he said, "My face is all jacked up, so I need to find a way to disguise myself." And he couldn't find nothing but a hockey mask. And uh, that made him even matter. He got worse, and so then he just started killing everybody. So, uh, there's your Friday the 13th. I'm Juan B, By the way,
2: I'm Jared. <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> Not too much, man. Long time <laughs> no see. I know it's been almost a week. Just about.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, we got somebody hanging out with us today, man.
2: You know, I, I finally uh, figured I got I got a little tired of you. Kind of need to a little refresher, get a new uh, <laughs> a, a new face, a <laughs> new voice, a new opinion. on it. I'm just kidding, man. Now we've got Greccio here. Hey. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
1: Gretchen,
0: thank you for joining us, first of all. I really appreciate it. I want to give you a little round of applause oh, for hanging thank out with you. Yourself.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: And we, we got a little studio audience. We Absolutely. Got people, we got people staring at us Shout right now. Shout out to the
1: fans. It's making, <laughs> us,
0: making me very nervous to do the show, and they're like looking at it. We've been doing this. When you do something by yourself all the time, and then all of a sudden now people are watching you, you know, sometimes you're scared to do the same way. You know, your performance might not be the same. Cause, performance anxiety? Yeah, people start looking at you while you're doing it, because you're always doing it by yourself. <laughs> we're talking about podcasting (laughs) right now
2: talking about growing the pod so
0: gretcho you are a comedian here in dallas so tell us a little bit about what is gretcho doing right now
1: gretcho's doing a lot um that's it everybody (laughs) thanks for the podcast (laughs) we will see you next week
0: gretcho is doing a lot and uh we're gonna get back to it yes (laughs) i'm sorry go for it
1: no you're good um so I, uh, I host a series of open mics all around DFW, okay. and I've got one in Tulsa. Actually, someone else runs it for me, but they've all been going really well. We're, we've got a couple more that are going to be coming on the you know, schedule, so that's great. More stage time. Um, I'm also doing a monthly comedy show called The Destination Unknown Comedy Show. Okay. It's been going really well. I'm looking into making it my full time. So
0: Nice. yeah. Nice. I bet you doing big things, and I'm so glad to bring a comedian in here. Uh, because she would understand, like, how to laugh at a joke. Uh, Sometimes we have (laughs) struggle...
1: I feel like the, he's prefacing a bomb. <laughs> he's bombing right now. Yeah, you see,
2: you see that? Hey, I've gotten better at uh, appreciating your humor. You,
0: you have gotten and Last week, <laughs> I will say, last week, you did jump on board of a, uh, a little comedy train I was on. You uh, got on the comedy train. Yeah. I was very proud of you about yeah. that. So, Gretchen, be ready to say jokes, and he's not going to laugh. Don't
2: take it personal. Okay. Actually, actually, Juan, just don't take it personally if I laugh at all her jokes. You yeah. better laugh at her. She's a guest. <laughs> you <better laughs> laugh at her jokes. Hey, I'll
1: take every laugh I can get, fake or not. So,
2: so Jared. Yes. What are we drinking? Oh, man, we have an assortment of cocktails in front of us. And uh, just have to say again, uh, to all you listening out there in podcast land, we are recording here at Las Almas Rotas yeah, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, they celebrated their two-year anniversary this month. It's a mezcaleria. It's the only one I know of here in Dallas. And they do it right. Uh, we're here in Expo Park at the corner of Perry and Exposition. Guys, if you want to come out here and hang out with us live while we record, we got plenty of room, and it's gorgeous here. So... They make some of the best craft cocktails. We did our original QA at the beginning yep. with ranch water. Yep, ranch water. And I think we've done the last two in two in a row now. So ranch water's topo chico with either the tequila, mezcal, and a little bit of lime juice. So we warmed up with that, but now I've got La Palabra Ultima, which Ooh, is a it's a cheap. last word made with mezcal. They swap out the gin. So it's got mezcal, green chartreuse, some lime juice. It's just it's really tart and it offsets the smokiness from the mezcal. And then you've got a uh, a low blow and basically what they did is they deconstructed a margarita on the rocks. Mm. So it's tequila with a splash, some of their homemade liqueurs, and uh, some lime juice, and then they do a, a wedge and a spritz of orange peel in there. Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, uh, down there on the end, Grecio's got a mangonada. And this very good. Th- It this tastes like a mangonada you get on the streets of La Ciudad. But they add mezcal to it with the chamoy, and uh, it's just, it's fantastic. It, it's like a, a mango margarita, but... It's really good. No, it looks yeah, pretty. it's
1: like not—it's not too sweet because, like, I'm like—I'm a salty bitch, but like, <laughs> I like more savory stuff. I'm not like really into like really really sweet stuff. I can't have that much, but I could definitely have multiple of these. That's saying something for like a like a, a fruit margarita. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah, because usually you have too many of those and you like your head start hurting and all. I mean, I'm not saying going.
1: that's not going to happen, but <laughs> it's delicious.
0: She's
2: on her first one,
0: so yes. yeah. Well, Jared, do you have
2: a toast for us today? You know, actually, um, I always like to invite our guests in Mm -hmm. case they have a favorite toast, you know, especially with you being out in the, uh, you know, in as many bars and entertainment venues as you are, I'm sure you might come across one of your favorites. Do you have a a toast that you like putting you on the spot, Grecio? Oh,
0: Oh, man,
1: I wish I did. Um, Let me think. Grecio
2: on the spot. Sounds like an episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Grecio on the spot. Let's see. Um, Everyone have fun. Oh, cheers.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at I'll have a double podcast and on Facebook at I'll have a double. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple podcasts and everywhere you listen to your podcast. Be sure to follow us, um, whether it's share, follow whatever, all of the little words that you use that you Mm -hmm. click on to (laughs) make sure that you are going to be listening on a regular basis. Make sure your notifications are on. We need more followers. We need more shares because you know, that's how we get the sponsors. So, uh, Keep us in your hearts and minds hashtag as you grow the to pod. podcast. And prayers. And, ha- and prayers. <laughs> Stay and away from that. <laughs> and hashtag grow the pod.
2: You know, I was thinking about going into bathrooms and uh, for a good time, subscribe to i have dot com or uh, i double the podcast.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you just people are just sitting there, yeah. I'll well have something to look at. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: It's <laughs> just sitting there. Well, some stand.
1: Yeah. Some stand. Some sit. <laughs>
0: Some do a little bit of both. Depends on what kind of with mood you're in when you walk in. <laughs> True. So this could be a totally different kind of podcast. You can have it,
1: like, above the urinals and on the bar door. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, there we go. That's that's how we do marketing, ladies and gentlemen. Find yeah. your nearest <laughs> bathroom, and we will stick our stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gretcho, you being a comedian, and how, how long how long have you been, been a comedian?
1: It's been, I guess, like, technically four years. Four I did my years. first open mic four years ago. Probably the first year the first year was really slow first year and a half was really slow yeah. but then it just really picked up from there
0: okay now being a comedian in this day and era like uh what kind of challenges are you facing because this is not 2005 you know this is not you know 1998 it's no. not uh you know 1987 or 86 when eddie murphy did Raw with a leather outfit and said like words that you can't say ever again so you know how, how do you deal with this this new world that we're living in right now
1: i deal with it kind of just head on i've I've really learned that I feel like I, I feel like I just am unapologetically myself mm-hmm. and a big rule that I have is that no one is safe I will literally make fun of anyone and I feel like if I don't make you know it's not like I'm gonna exclude anyone from yeah. that <laughs> South Park approach is what I call it
0: oh yeah I, I, I've heard some of your stand up and uh, without <laughs> without saying anything I want people to watch it or whatever but yeah, going into a black uh, club and making black fun of black people—you are one brave motherfucker. I will say that—that's uh, some brave shit. But uh, I-, I love it though.
1: It's everything. It's like I make fun of like literally everyone. Like yeah. it's, uh, and I'm—I feel like I'm really nice about it. You know, I mean, I'm cracking jokes. Yeah. And some people don't like them, but. The heart of it all—it's not malicious.
2: Yeah, and and that's the thing is that you got to make sure that your message isn't lost in delivery. You can't tell jokes that skate certain issues or skirt certain issues or toe on them, but it's all about how you do it and also what the intent is behind it. Like if you're absolutely if your joke is at someone else's expense to the point where they feel bad about themselves or they feel defensive, like that's that's one thing. But to go in and to where it's something that you know, while it might make them feel a little bit like off their seat. There's still you're able to appreciate the humor yeah now.
1: i think it's something that like you just have to understand that i mean all the comedians that i've met um and i could assume that just generally speaking comedians are coming from a place of trying to be funny yeah and sometimes you're not exactly. you know mm-hmm. sometimes you are yeah. going up about things and you work out a joke and it's just not funny yeah. you know and that's just that's what it is but i don't think anyone's going up there and just Trying to be a bigot, right. you know, yeah, or yeah. trying to be mean. I, I have not seen it. Granted, you know, I haven't been around that long.
0: But. <laughs> it's okay. And like I said, if a joke's not funny, it's okay. It's like, okay, fine. You don't like. You don't find it funny. You know, okay, and then you well, just move on to the next joke. You know,
2: comedians. That's another art form. Just like you're being a musician or being a fashion designer Absolutely. or anything else. You know, yeah. musicians. They will put out a bad song. You know, it's just a. It's it's either in it doesn't follow or it's just a bad day. You know, there are fashion designers where they put some stuff down the runway and you're like, what the hell? Like, it, But it's their it, art. But it's yeah. their yeah. art. It's the way they choose to express themselves.
1: Well, and you have and going back, you saying, yeah, it's not 2005. You know, I'll re-watch shows. Like, I just rewatched all of Friends. Or yeah. I just, you know, it's funny when I'll go watch a movie or something. I, can't, I constantly think, you could not make that joke now. Right, exactly. You could not make that joke now. Yeah. There is like a real, for me, I think that comedians have a real almost like an obligation to fight PC culture Yeah, like I feel like that's just it's just what it is you know like I feel like it's we're getting there's so many times where I go on Facebook or I like you know see what people are mad about and all I can think is like do you not have enough to do? Oh
0: lord Jesus tell us about that
2: now I I actually I'd like to agree <laughs> with you on that. Comedians are almost like our frontline defenders yeah. uh, for you know, our freedom of speech in, in a lot of ways, you know. They're
0: the crusaders.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they because they're the... they they are throwing themselves on top of landmines and hand grenades. Yeah.
0: And, and 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 when you're doing comedy in general, like you kind of have to have a fearless mentality cuz you're stepping into a world that everyone else is like afraid to step into. They want to, but they don't have the ability to be able to convey it the way a comedian can. And then you know, they, like they always say about Chris Rock the thing everyone loves about Chris Rock is saying that he says things that you were thinking but he just found a way to say it in a very funny and intelligent way that's why people laugh so hard with Chris Rock it's like not only he's funny but it's like he was saying what I've always said, but he was able to say it. You know what so I mean? Much yeah, but better how than many me.
1: times did he say that shit wrong? Well, how yeah. many times did he say that same joke that everyone's been thinking and he says just right and it's very funny? How many times did that come out and it just he just shit the bed?
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or just bombs. You know, well, really yeah.
1: Actually, someone asked me, they're like, when do you give up on something? And I, I've, I've set a rule for myself. If I, if I really believe in a joke or a punchline or whatever, I say it at least 20 times.
0: Oh, oh wow, 20. Okay. And then
1: if it's still not hitting after 20 times, I'll table it. But,
0: yeah, you know. How, how many times did you have to do the, uh, when you talk about having sex with a black guy, um, when you made the comment that it was so good, you threw up gang signs?
1: Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> it was good. Uh, that died, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, well.
0: How many times did you have to work on that one?
1: you know, that one actually hit pretty I, much every time I, I, think I said think that one it. would hit the first yeah. time. It's a good way to break them into that joke, you know. <laughs> but it's funny because I, I totally lose people on that one, too. Yeah. Like, I've noticed that, like, uh, like if I say that in a room full of black women, they don't like it. Yeah. It, it And the rest of the joke is dead. Yeah. Like no. it, it, But you have to say it because, well, you started it. Yeah. So yeah, you can, you can can't really now. back out now. But... Have you ever... I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Have you ever? Because um, I mean, I used to, I, I used to be in the comedy world like in early 2000s, and there were times where I would go out and I would see the audience and I go, "Okay, I'm gonna do my my white comedy tonight." You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like you know, you know, I was okay. The black comedy. Okay, I gotta be a little more animated because you know, there's more black comedy. So I would always a- a- adjust like. The, by who was in the audience. Like, do you do, you do that at all? Yeah, or?
1: actually, when I first started comedy, well, about a year and a half in, I listened to this podcast of, uh, and Jamie Foxx is on. Uh-huh. And I love him. And he he said he was like, you know, I did my black jokes in black rooms, my white jokes in white rooms, yeah. Mexican jokes in Mexican rooms, and so on and so on. So that way, when I had a special, I had something for everyone. Yeah, And I think that I'm, I'm a firm believer in that as well like how else are you going to test this material it's got to kill to the demographic you're making fun of or right. it's not going to work yeah yeah. you know and I think that people sometimes get lost in that you know they forget that we're really just trying to be funny yeah, it's, it's <laughs> but sometimes just you're not and if you're not funny don't laugh you know it's exactly
2: fine. yeah yeah exactly no the only thing I was going to ask uh, uh, after that is so in a previous life like in my mid-twenties I was in the, the music scene here in Dallas and in, in Texas and Occasionally, I would come across other women who were singer-songwriters, who were creating their own tours, who put on their, their own albums, but the Texas country music scene is definitely a boys club. Like it's, it, women are grossly outnumbered for you know the, the headlining spots and the front runners and everything. Uh, do you experience, experience that all in the, in the comedy facet?
1: Well, I mean, okay, so yes, I, I think that women are definitely still outnumbered in comedy, just in general. Um, the the scene here in DFW has definitely changed while I've been doing it. When I first started, there were just the open there were several open mics. They were mostly at the clubs, and that was it. And it was kind of a, a boys' club on when you got to go in. That's actually what inspired me to start my open mics. Was that I mean, I it, they just weren't being run how I wanted them, or I couldn't. It wasn't fitting in with my schedule, so I just started my own. And it's I do think that I've created a lot more stage time and um, just that for the comedians around here and i and actually like now i mean i don't think that i necessarily i mean anyway like all of this stuff was going on but it's even more now like there are these uh, huge crops of comedians that have come in that are like really really motivated and they go to everything and it's kind of breaking up that boys club because there are a fair amount of women that are at my club like it's it's great you go to any of my open mics it's like it's all different like it's all different genders yeah. and all different races. You know, it's great. it's great. It's a melting pot, and it's it's wonderful. Like, it's to the point now where I can, like, really almost, like, stagger people based on gender and nationality. You that's know what awesome. I mean? It's fun.
0: So, from a personal life, how does, you know, being a comedian, how does that affect your dating life? Oh, my oh God.
1: That was actually
2: my next question. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was thinking.
1: It adversely affects it. Yeah. I, uh, would, I would think so. Yeah. It's like I, um, I've, I've had people bro- break up with me because they – It's like they think I'm funny, but they couldn't date a girl that talks about dick jokes in a microphone. So, like, or, you know, they don't, you know, I'm running these open, like, my schedule, I'm in bars every night running these things. And, you know, my performance has taken a hit, too, Mm -hmm. you know, producing them, which is fine. I knew it would. But, yeah, dating-wise, it's proved to be very hard. Um, But I already know that I'm going to be doing comedy for the rest of my life, and eventually... I'll meet someone that is cool with that.
0: I have a a friend that's in the comedy world, and she said, I'll never date another comedian.
1: Oh, fuck no. I would (laughs) never. It's just like, don't shit where you sleep. It's just good. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just that they're always around. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if shit goes awry, then like you have to see them all the time, yeah. and you have to work on a professional level with them. I mean, but I'm also someone that like wouldn't fuck a coworker. You know, like <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that not at not all. I <laughs> just have been burned. Like I mean, I just I'm someone who wants someone who's got other shit going on. Yep. I'm very busy. Um, I just hope that you're busy with other stuff. You know, <laughs> and then we can come together. You know, I don't really want someone who's like always around. <laughs> so, so when you get
0: up in the morning, you're like, honey, what are you doing tonight? He's like, oh, I'm just going to hang out with you for the rest of the day.
1: Well, I mean, I like that. I mean, like, I definitely want to be with someone who, like, wants to hang out with me all the time and only wants to fuck me. But, like, at the same Th- that's time... That's nice. I think that's a criteria. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> no. I want that. You
2: mean that's an option?
1: Well, <laughs> I want people to, like, I'm gonna whoever I'm with is going to have to accept like, they're going to have to like to go to these bar shows. Yeah. They're going to have to want to support me in these endeavors. Yeah. But... I it would. I also like to be taken out of this world. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It would be nice to meet someone that has a completely different life, but is equally as busy. Yeah. You yeah. know?
2: Because you don't want to talk shop all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, or I, ever have it be a competition or, or anything well, like that. Well, that too.
0: Yeah. Well, you
1: know? yeah. I mean, and I don't know that it would be. I guess like, I don't know. Well. I, I guess I, never say never, but. Yeah.
0: Well, I, like I said, I have a friend that uh, she's a comedian, and she says that was kind of one of the main things is that if she's doing better than him, like, it will, it caused a problem. You know, well, if I, she's touring and then he's performing in bowling alleys, you know, it, 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 on open mics, but she's, like, actually going around the, the nation. I it's can like see where can there's animosity little, yeah, there. Yeah, it can cause a little bit, yeah. But
1: at the same time, like, I do want to be with someone who wants to be a partner. If yeah. I'm excelling, I want him to support me. If mm-hmm. he's excelling, just, like, I would support him. Like, that comes down to, like, a partnership thing. You know, if you want to be with someone who wants you to get better, Just like you want them to get better. You guys want to get better together. But um, I just, I don't know. I don't know what, I think my biggest hesitancy is that you're always around. And if shit hits the fan, you always got to be around him. And you're
0: you're going to have them, uh, you're going to have material. So you think he's going to have material on you, you got material on him.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, that is a big thing. Like, I don't want him telling like, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I talk (laughs) enough about like dating and sex and all of that. Like people don't need to be like.
2: Yeah, I know,
0: right, looking over
1: know. at you. Well, yeah. actually,
2: I've taken some fire because of that, because of the podcast. Like, yeah. I, I try and keep things really anonymized and, and generalized, but, but still, even then, the people that are listening, mm-hmm. who, that's actually a story about them. Sorry. Even though nobody else, like, knows who they are.
0: They know who they are. They
2: know who they are, and uh, and they don't like it. So much less I can't, uh, yeah, I could understand how if somebody were your significant other, like whenever you're telling these jokes how them not to think it was either about them or to have other people in the audience not assume that your jokes are about this thing and other.
1: yeah and you and know and
2: that's that's tough
1: anyone who dates me is going to have to be very secure in themselves yeah. like because you know because of the stuff i talk about but also on a social level like i am someone that is very independent mm-hmm. like i go to a party and i'm like ping 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 i need someone who's going to be able to hold their own yeah you know and be okay with what i say
0: would you ever use your boyfriend as material
1: yeah, I mean, if you made me. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's Threaty. worth it. Yeah, if it's worth it. That's yeah. what I mean by that. <laughs>
0: well, would you like like, check with him and say, hey, look, so here's a joke. How you feel about it? Like, do you like kind of check? Because uh, with my girlfriend, like, I, you know, there'll be certain topics that I'll run by her and say, hey, are, are you cool with me saying certain things? And she's like, oh, yeah, go for it. Good, you know. So do you, would you now you do that with your with your with your boyfriend?
1: I think it's more like I do keep it like I don't say names and yeah. stuff, but um, it would be it would be more like oh you're coming to the show just so you know I'm gonna say this, 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 this. so. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, talk about your penis. Anyway. Just let
2: like, you know your penis
1: is gonna come up. Yeah. No pun intended. But okay. I
2: won't point you out.
1: Yeah. I' <laughs> will well, point it out. Yeah. I'm pretty like. Put the spotlight on his
0: penis. Ladies and gentlemen, my, my boyfriend's penis right there. Give yeah, him a hand. let's give it up. Yeah. Let's give it up for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, I kind of like keeping my 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 my, so, my life on the low. You yeah. know, like I've noticed that people will meddle, you know, or people will like, it, I've realized that problems arise. So until we are like very secure in our relationship, yeah. and most of the time, you know, if I have someone come to my open mics that I'm dating, like I'm working, yeah. you know, the last, I can't have someone all over me. Mm-hmm. And, like, let's be honest, most of the time they don't last, so I don't really need, like, oh, boyfriend this week, boyfriend that week, da, 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 you know, like, I I really don't really introduce someone until they're, like, my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's almost like you... Keep it safe. It's like if you had a kid, like, you're on a date for a while before you introduce them, exactly. them to the kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. these I open mean, mics are my baby, that's for sure. You no, know,
2: I, I did. I dated an, an entertainer here in Dallas for over a year and a half, and I went to her shows and... Performances and everything, and that's that's the way it was uh, for a little while. Just it took some time until she still never introduced me as her boyfriend. You
1: just, know, it's just professional.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah. was it
1: a year and a half? <laughs> it was a Year and
2: it was a uh, twenty months. How many?
0: How long did she? Would she say she was together? Y'all together?
2: She wouldn't. Oh <laughs> damn! It never happened. It never happened.
0: Oh, I'll drink to that. Uh, sure, uh. I will too. So, we're <laughs> talking about like you know friends, families, and things like that. Um, do they? I mean, do you have a lot of support from your fan, yeah. family and friends, how, or is how it more is the rest of your family, or is it more oh, like
1: yeah, you know, Bridget? Yeah, how is Bridget doing? Bridget's doing great. Bridget's yeah. my little sister. Um, she's actually living in Atlanta. She works on film sets. She does locations.
2: I was really disappointed to hear she didn't move to Dallas.
1: She did. She moved to Dallas for a little bit, and then she moved there. I mean, that's that's yeah. where you got to be for film.
2: Yeah, that's a you know her industry and the course business is everything. But yeah. I didn't get a chance to take her out.
0: <laughs> See, I knew I knew there was something. I knew he wasn't just interested in just seeing how your <laughs> how your mom and them, how your people are doing. I knew that it had something to do with uh, somebody dating somebody. Cut I to like, the chase. I, think, I said she must be hot. Okay, <laughs> she, she is gorgeous. Hot. She's oh, absolutely. I'm, a, I'm sure. Yeah. Please tell me she's not blonde. She is. Oh, strawberry. she's an Amazon oh, okay. Strawberry blonde. Okay, so Jared, blonde. Jared claims that he doesn't have a type.
2: No, but I'd say she's more of a strawberry blonde. No, no, throw some red in there.
0: No, yeah. no.
2: No, she's a you, strawberry blonde, cla- and she's got the curly hair.
0: You claim you didn't have a type, and I don't. Yeah, you, you don't yeah, have but a type, and
1: I will say like so. Bridget is she, like, she's like the baddest, right? So she's six one, mm-hmm. and she is actually like she could probably kick his ass. Like she, uh, could, he likes he's into the and he's like, I'm into that. That's why well, I no, like her. I'd like to, I'd like her to try. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, no. geez, this right. all,
0: all on the podcast right now, Bridget. <laughs> Bridget, if you're listening, uh, hit us up on the DM. I'm definitely
1: going to have to send this to her. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll have a double and uh, we'll see what's going on. 26 minutes
1: in, all
2: yeah. right. <laughs> no, So anyways, uh, Gretchen and I, at one point in time, we worked together for a little while, and her sister was in video production, and we subcontracted for them to make some videos. Yeah. And so she was around and hanging out, and Bridget is definitely one of my types. Yeah. And so I just, I walked, I was like, hey, why don't I take you for a drink? What are you doing later? And she's like, well, I live in Oklahoma, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. but I'm moving to Dallas in a short time. I didn't know time. you asked her out. Okay. I, I flat out just said, hey, let's t- take you out for a drink or whatever. She goes, well, maybe whenever I move to Dallas, and then but she never I hit ended up up. I, No, I ended up dating somebody like starting to date somebody else before she moved to Dallas. Oh, mm. gotcha. And so that window just didn't materialize. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the interest is there. Your sister's gorgeous. She is a badass. She's great. Yeah. She's talented, and she's funny. Yeah, all those things.
1: Yeah. She's so great. as
0: I was saying, <laughs> before we start trying to play matchmaker, Miss motherfucker, um, we were talking about support. Like, uh, are you, do you get support from your family and friends, or?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of support from my friends. Um, my family thinks it's cool. They... <laughs> except for Andrew my brother and my sister no one has actually heard my stand-up comedy so my dad is like like Navy guy that went to medical school like pediatric anesthesiologist very structured right mm-hmm. like the last thing he wants to hear about me is doing Coke off a toilet seat <laughs> you know like and so I we're Wait, both I
2: thought we weren't talking about what you did tonight no <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay, okay, what happened, bad, what happened, bad, what happened in the
1: pre-podcast stays
0: in the pre-podcast. <laughs> and on Facebook Live. And on Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone to see.
1: No, but he is actually, like, I feel like he he admires that I can get up and do this, but we're both, like, literally waiting as long as we possibly can for him to hear it. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be. You got to start making money.
0: You got to start making, like, real money. Like, he, you better buy him, like, a house or something before you, like, let him listen yeah, to it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, if I was on Netflix, that might ease it a little bit. Exactly. Get
0: that $2 million deal.
1: But, yeah, I've, I mean, we're both kind of, I think he'll be proud of me because, you know, I'm pretty biased, but I think I'm pretty funny. You but are? at the same time, like, he's not going to like what he hears yeah. <laughs> at all. And he
2: knows it, so. Something similar I went through with, uh, with my dad Whenever I was uh, doing live music. He shot me down. So, he's like, I was playing smoky bars, I was playing at the dives, you know, for people with missing teeth and they were smoking meth out in the parking lots mm-hmm. and everything else. And, and he said, Jared, I'm not going to give you uh, any credit until you have a, you sold out the House of Blues. Or you're playing uh, venues like that. And hey, I use that for motivation. And I do, too. One of my best photos I've got is my dad standing backstage at the House of Blues at a sold-out show that I did. That's dope. And that's, that's one of those things where it's just, you know, eventually you make them a believer in, in what you're doing. And even though he, you know, wasn't a fan of all of it, he was a fan that, you know.
1: It's the y- success You worked up level. and you succeeded. Yeah. Exactly. That's a great story, man. I mean, that's kind of like, that's how it's going to have to be with my dad. But I, I know he's proud of me. I just, I know that he knows he's not going to like it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you going to give him a heads up? Like, okay, Dad, I'm going to talk about certain things. I He's don't think so. Him. He's going to just let it just happen, just bam, right I think in face. I'm
1: just going to be like, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to be unapologetically me. You know, yeah, that's yeah. the only way to do it. And, I mean, And, yeah. and that's
2: thing, Yeah, I wouldn't warm him. Like I'm not I w- going I wouldn't to give them any kind of forewarning because that way, in case something is so shocking, it's like a searing white hot. It just, you know, severs the nerve endings and they just, they're numb to it. Yeah. And they just glaze right over it and pretend it never happened.
1: That's a great way to explain yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about my dad hearing any of this podcast because it would take <laughs> two hours to explain to him what a podcast is. So I have, <laughs> I am not a, not a, my mom either. Like they will never, they, I, I could be making millions of dollars and they will still have no clue what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, Oh, good, baby. I'm glad you're just happy. I'm just glad everything. I'm like,
1: yeah. Nope. I think that's the biggest I'm thing. I'm gonna with tell my the church dad.
0: members about that. You got a pot? No, mom, don't tell anybody at the church because <laughs> they may not allow you back in there. So don't don't do that because I, I may make fun of the church too.
1: Yeah, I think he sees how happy I am. I mean, I feel like I I'm definitely the happiest I've ever been. And even though it's like sometimes I've never been broker and I've never been lonelier, but I've never been happier. That's when and you he know. Sees it. That's when you know. And I think that that is really all he cares about.
0: Yeah, I just think the support from family and friends is, is Crucial. Like very key. And we got family and friends right here. And um, it, it's just sometimes we think about the negative, the ones that don't support us. And we let that kind of like anger us because we mm-hmm. think about the, the, the lack of love you might get on social media by some of the people. And uh, you know, and then yeah. you forget the people that were supporting because you think about the people that didn't support. I remember years ago, um, I did an interview with Kevin Hart, and I was so proud. I'm thinking, man, when I put this on social media, like it's just gonna go nuts. And I got like eight likes and maybe two comments. Right below it, Kevin Hart had a, a special that he was doing. You know, and he was talking. And those same people that didn't like my shit, all like Kevin Hart. You know, so I'm like, wait a minute. So all y'all love the Kevin Hart little, little little video he did, but didn't like me, who you know, with an interview with Kevin Hart. Uh, I was
2: pissed off. I was very <laughs> pissed
1: no, I mean, you remember who supports oh, yeah. you and who doesn't. Yeah. Oh, what do we have the, here? Speaking of the people that
2: support us, uh, we got one of the, uh, the owner's proprietors here at Las Almas Rotas. So he wanted to come over and uh, give us a little shot of one of their uh, – their house drink so uh Are these three different off, ones introduce yourself
3: yeah i'm shad i'm one of the owners here at las almas rotas i did one of our flights of three here we have uh, a robust flight program to introduce people to mexican spirits and uh, i chose one of my favorite categories right now which is Sotal, uh which is a spirit from northern mexico there's three states with the denomination of origin for producing it uh coila um uh, durango and chihuahua but most of it's produced in Chihuahua. Nice.
1: So what are the differences in the three? Three different ones?
3: Yeah, there's three different ones there. So they're all made from the Sotol or Dazzlerian plant. Um, but they're three different species. The first one's uh, Dazzlerian willeri. Uh, the second one is Dazzlerian cedrosanum, And the last one is uh, Dazzlerium uh, lyophyllum. Nice. Wow. Well, uh,
2: you know, I'm sure as all you can figure out, these guys know what the hell they're doing. Yep. They only ever bring in uh, the best, uh, it, it basically the the most legit mezcals and, te- and tequilas and uh and, and liquors here under their roof they make their own sauces and everything in the back to come for a real real authentic experience come here try the flights sample everything they have so thanks for bringing out a flight for us uh we'll uh we'll each try one
1: i have a question which sure. one if you had to pick one of the three which one would you pick
3: uh i like uh the Cedrosanum quite a lot this the one? one all right i'm gonna pick that um, one but, you know, take a sip, wash your yeah, palate.
1: We should share them. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's a proof spirit, so get your palate used to that proofiness of it. Okay. Take a small sip, wash your mouth it, and then take another sip after that, and you'll start to see all the characters bloom on your palate.
0: And really uh, good. And for a challenge, if you take a couple of these shots, I challenge you to be able to pronounce any of these.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can't even do it it's <laughs> sober. I dare you. Actually, that's why uh, he's, he's the owner and proprietor, and we're not. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, man. You, what Ooh. we're going to be speaking Ooh. the truth by the end of this episode. Oh, <laughs>
0: oh my goodness, thank you right, so much. Well, so I
3: truth. hope you all enjoy. Yeah, thank hey, you
2: so much. Thanks for having us.
0: Okay, well, yeah. this is going to be an interesting last 20 minutes, <laughs> which leads me to another topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me, my, these are all all three my, of I, these are delicious. My no, eyes are fantastic. blurry right now. I'm seeing dots.
2: No, but this is the great thing. Like, it, if you look at the, the flight, and you might be able to see it on our Instagram, what they serve it on solid wooden plank with three different spots for the the tasters but then they line them up with oranges limes they coat it with some chamoy with some tagine some salt they really give you a chance to to taste it and bring out those different notes he was talking about so yeah this will be uh, a good way to end the show yeah well <laughs> it leads
0: into our next topic and but i want to start with a little pop culture a little news going on so you guys are familiar with jordan woods and yes. you know mm-hmm. she's the uh The young lady who hooked up with, uh, you know, Chloe's husband, baby daddy. Dealer. uh, uh, Power forward, uh, Cleveland Cavalier, Tristan Thompson. Um, And so that was, you know, Kylie's best friend. And since that happened, you know, she went on an apology tour. You know, she got with, you know, Will and Jada and Mm -hmm. they like cuddled her because actually she... Is the father? I mean, the the, the daughter of uh, John Woods, who was the sound engineer for um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So that's how nice. they got. To, that's how they got to know each other. Huh. So you know, they they put their arms around her and said, "We're gonna take care of her and all this." But since that moment, you know, she became a, a overnight celebrity. Uh, paparazzi start following her around. You know, she's getting out the car, like waving at everybody, I and mean, she's literally like, is blowing up. She's living the Kylie dream. She's living the Kardashian dream now. You know, and and just last week, she actually did a video uh, showcasing Ray J's earbuds. Oh,
2: so Ray, wow. Jay, oh, yeah. Ray J, Ray has an earbud. Oh shit! Ray, wow, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was in her too. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
0: he hit it first. Um, yeah. oh, so man. Ray J, you know, has earbuds, and actually, they look like some really pretty good earbuds. And you know, if anybody from the Ray J camp listening, I would be more than happy to try them out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually got Jordan to actually be on one of his video uh, commercials, so to speak, little, little, uh, little uh, social media commercials. And, of course, it went nuts. Like, oh, my gosh, she is hanging out with Ray J. Like, that is one name that you probably don't mention in the Kardashian household, <laughs> Ray J. Like, you don't say that name in I, that household. Actually,
2: why not? He's part of the reason why she got to be famous. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sorry. He's half of that equation. Like, she wouldn't have had a sex tape without... Sex, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's know. what put her on the map, man. It wasn't her talent or anything else, it was,
1: yeah. I mean, it was just a booty.
0: It, I mean, well, here, here's a question before we really get into it <laughs> Who's more famous, Ray J or Brandy? Brandy, it, this generation, you think, you think, you think the millennials think that Ray J, uh, I think Brandy, they only is more? know
1: Ray J because of him.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. It, I think Ray J's name has been thrown around more over the last 10 years than Brandy's.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: You know, I mean, if you talk to people, I say 35 and up. Yeah, we say Brandy. No, I mean, yeah. even
1: with me, I mean, I'm 31, so I'd say like 29 and up, Brandy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ray J, like I said, his his name is thrown around way more now than than. I mean, I, I don't even remember when the last song Brandy came out with. Like I, I'm, a, huh. I'm a and I and I was a big fan of Brandy, uh, but I I can't remember a song with Brandy. But anyway, Ray J, you know, she did a video with Ray J. Actually, I will say this by Ray J. He has always been a hustler. He has always yep. been. Even, you know, he's never been uh, Brandy's little brother. Like, he has always been trying to do his own thing. His biggest hit, his biggest single was an independent. Like, he didn't have a label. He did it on his own. um, And it blew up, and he made all that money. He's still spending that money. That wait a minute money. He's still spending wait a minute money. Yeah, yeah. So, he he has always been a hustler. He's in the weed now, you know, the cannabis. He's making money doing that now. Amazing. So, you know, Ray J's killing it. So, you know. I, I see people get some thumbs down on Ray J. But <laughs> <laughs> I see how they get thumbs, uh, thumbs down on Ray J. Um, but no. Uh, but so, Jordan, you know, it comes across as like is like she's no longer on the apology tour. And well, she, I
1: mean, how long can you be on it?
0: Well, I think there's a certain aspect of uh, humility that you should kind of hide with for a while, you know, because... It's it's still kind of a denial that she's kind of giving to the whole situation. Like she's kind of still like but we don't know, you know that.
1: All we know, like there weren't cameras there. All we know is like what was said. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and what was said
0: by the people. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, said by all we have is what she said and what he said and you know what other people said. That's Tristan all ain't saying shit. I
0: don't think Tristan. <laughs> Tristan. He knows better not to say anything. He he can't yeah. say anything. So, but it, it leads to the conversation about forgiveness. And if you're Kylie and you're thinking about, okay, you know, how to forgive this person, like when do you know when you should start forgiving? Like when when do you draw that line and say, okay, it's time to like start like, know forgiving this person even you know even if you know it, it doesn't seem like it's worth forgiving
2: well the question is you're asking about from a, a personal one-on-one level or from the, the public outside looking in With,
0: within yourself because sometimes forgiving is like you know you gotta like do that within yourself first yeah because that hatred is just like just burning in there and just won't let go so when do you say you know what I think it's time to like Let's just start healing. Let's, let's just forgive. When does that happen? You know, when do you draw that line when that start happening?
2: Well, like my, my thought on this is a lot of it depends on the other person. Like he, you met my buddy Phoenix last night. Yeah. And he and I, we had a serious beef where he, he really did overstep his bounds. Great quote, by the way. Uh, getting, uh, getting involved in, in my own personal business. Yeah. And I walked up to him and I said, Phoenix, that wasn't right. And he looked at me and goes, you know what? It wasn't. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And it was, there was no argument, and he genuinely, genuinely, he admitted, and this is a guy who hardly ever, ever, ever is wrong. And uh, he goes, you know what? That was kind of a shitty thing. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I was like, cool. All right. We're good. Like, and and that was it. Because he was so genuine, so upfront, there was no, and and we're good, but I think it really depends on the other person. Well,
1: okay. And like, to that, you walked up to him and you guys had a one-on-one conversation, when all this shit hit the fan with them, they were filming Keeping Up with the Kardashians. All of this stuff is on film. You know, I think that at some point in time, you have to remember, like, she's got to play it smart. You Mm -hmm. know? Shit like this happens. Every girl, every person goes through, for sure every girl goes through a situation to where, like, you're kind of just not in a... You may not have meant to be there, but... You're there, and it's—I don't know. I, to me, I feel—I feel it both ways. Like, she should have been smarter than that, but yeah. she's also really young. Yeah, you know, like, uh, and he's—he—he he should have well, done better. That's, you know? that's
0: another whole podcast talking about Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Um, but from the forgiving thing, I, I always think the forgiving thing is a, is a personal thing. I, I think that you can't let other people control how you feel about things. No, of course.
1: But I think that, I think that that's totally subjective. I think it's whatever you want to live with. Right. Yeah. My personal opinion is the quicker that you forgive, the happier you will be. Yeah. But it's just totally up to you how long you want to hold on to that.
0: Yeah. I love Phoenix's comment. You know, you brought it back up. Yeah. He's like, you remember that time we had that beef? He's like, I don't remember. He's like, no, you remember? he's like, I don't remember. And then you brought it up. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. He's like, you know what? I, I believe like, in. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he, well, he, yeah. said, he said, you know what? I believe in uh, admit it and forget it. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty that's, good. See, and I that, don't that's forget. Like, <laughs> I'll
1: admit and I'll like, like I'll admit I'll forgive. But I I really have a trouble. I have trouble forgetting just because I, I work off patterns. Right. Like I. Like if you do something once and it only happens once. What is that? Oh, gosh. Uh, the Alchemist. Did you guys read that?
2: Oh, I was going to say something. Uh, but,
1: but yeah. like, there's that. C- I'm probably butchering it. Like, if something happens once, it'll only happen once. But if it happens twice, it'll surely happen a third time. It's
2: what I basically <laughs> proved to be true with my, uh, one of my exes is uh, once is coincidence, two times is chance, three times is a pattern. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's what it is. It's, it's, you know. Yeah. And that proves to be true. Yeah, at least in my experience.
0: And so then the the other level to it is, how do you forgive someone who never apologized?
1: I think you have you can't expect people to do the right thing. Yeah, that's like that's something that I've learned. You have to learn to forgive them, like whether or not they'll apologize. You know, or but I mean, there are some people that I haven't I haven't forgiven for certain things, yeah. and they haven't apologized, or sometimes they do, and it's just something I carry around and try to get over
2: and also i think there are some things that are unforgivable yeah like there really are and, and so how are you su- supposed to forgive somebody that does something that's unforgivable you can't it's just more along lines of finding non-toxic ways to process that you know to to get past it
1: well and i think a lot of that is like putting yourself in other people's shoes like right like okay this person fucked me over right let me put myself in their shoes. Why did they fuck me over? Like, you know, there's always kind of levels to this thing. There like, is. it may not have been right, but you don't know what what their perspective is. And I think that's before you react to it, I think it's a very good exercise to at least try to put yourself in their position.
2: Cognitive empathy is such an important skill for people to have. Um, it's great in business. It's great in interpersonal relationships. But, yeah, what you're describing is a cognitive empathy it's just it's really hard for some people to actually do that to remove themselves well from it's hard
1: to do that period yeah. you know what i mean it's hard it's easy to get mad it's easy to stay mad you know it's hard yeah. to forgive it takes it takes a lot of hard work to be positive you know yeah. like especially in this day and age you know yeah. the power of positivity is not a joke but it takes a lot of hard work to do that
2: yeah
0: so if you kylie do you, you think that she should be able to uh to forgive jordan
1: I'm not in her shoes. I don't know what other stuff is going on. I mean, I think it would be hard if uh, I think it would be hard if my sister's best friend, like, almost hooked up with or may have kissed my baby daddy. I think that would be a really big thing for me to. I think that.
0: Is that fall in line of a, one of those things you said that's unforgivable? Like, do you think that? that I don't crossed know the that line? it would
1: be like unforgivable. I think that you know, especially if there is a lot of history. But I think that I think it would be something I never forgot. And that way, if it happened again, like, then I would know. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and your eyes would be more open to the environments or situations that would propagate that kind of thing, like, happening again.
1: Well, and I'm a firm believer in, like, giving people all the rope they need to hang themselves, right? Like, I want to make it very easy for someone to tell me the truth, right? So that way, like, tell me the truth, I'll get the information that I need. And a lot of times, like, if I make it easy for someone to tell me that and I kind of just let it go, it's very easy for them to trip again yeah. you know yep. or not you know
0: so i read this uh, article and the response when after the question of how do you forgive someone who never apologized they said you move on and realize that you may never get the closure you may crave you don't need you don't need to forgive them as much as forgive yourself for getting hurt and being human
2: yep that's 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 my biggest thing right now is listen i i was telling you there's certain things that happen that are unforgivable uh, that's that's where I am is I I don't know how to forgive a person the things that are unforgivable and so what I'm doing is I'm working on forgiving myself for putting myself in the situation that enabled that to happen that allowed for it to happen.
1: Well, just learn from and, it and yeah. learn
2: from it to and, and so that's that's one thing I can control and that I can eventually forgive myself and work on those things. But
1: so I felt the same way after I after my ex and I broke up like two years ago and like one thing that I oh God fuck I just. Linked out on it. What'd you just say? <laughs> uh, there's certainly a
2: The mascara just things. kicked in, ladies yep, and gentlemen. Yep. So, this is an endorsement oh, oh, once again at Las Almas Rotas, the Escalaria in yeah. Expo Park. And make sure you me. forget. Yep. They <laughs> make you forget. That's a, that's <laughs> a slogan. <laughs> They'll make you forget the things you want to.
1: Mm.
0: And the things you don't want to.
1: No, but what I was going to say is, um, you know, the, what, one thing that I always go back to whenever I have to get over something is the opposite of love is indifference, right? If you love something, or you hate something, they're kind of, like, phenomena. Like, if you just, if you keep talking about it, it's going to keep riling you up. Like, if you just become indifferent to it, even if you're not, if you just keep on saying, I'm a big, like, manifester, like, that you are indifferent to this situation and it does not bother you anymore, even if it does, eventually, you'll get that way.
0: Are you saying there is no spoon?
2: Neuroplasticity.
0: There is no spoon. <laughs> matrix?
1: I didn't ever see the matrix. He's like, and this podcast <laughs> is done. <laughs> that's the gentlemen. reaction I get every yeah. single time. I know I need to. I for need all to you kids no, out no. there, and no,
2: what you're talking about is neuroplasticity, uh, and and that's absolutely the case. It's very true. It well, really is. and
1: like even so, I'm on this upswing right now. It's been that way for like six to eight months. But before that, I'm coming out of like the worst three years of my life. Like, I would never ever do this. But if I were to ever have killed myself, it would have been during that time, mm-hmm. you know? So and it just got dark. Well, but I mean, like, but there were times where I literally, like, everything was going wrong. There were times where there was a, a solid three-week period where I would just be sitting there in the makeup or doing my makeup in the mirror or in the shower. And I would literally be saying out loud, like, I am valuable. I am valuable. I am valuable. Or, like, like. I am, you know, analytical. I am whatever I needed to be. I would just say it over and over and over. And that would be my mantra while I was getting ready. And then I just went out yeah. and hoped to seize the day. For
2: me, it was 18 and 19, man. 18 and 19. Well, we all know
0: what happened at 18
2: and 19. Uh, yeah.
1: 17 was probably the hard. 17 and 18 were the worst for me.
0: So as a comedian, like, how do you take these things and turn into comedy?
1: I I just try to make people laugh. I've realized that, like, no matter what i a lot of what i say as like dysfunctional or crude or however it sounds like it's relatable yep. you know like it i is. feel like i am not the only one dealing with a lot of my jokes are just me being in like a bathroom stall and i like hear hear it and i'm like oh my god dude, you know i got to write that down it's someone else's truth like all of this stuff everything i say stems from someone's truth yeah. right and i know that that's relatable like comedy doesn't need to be just you know Whatever is gonna make you laugh. Like the reason why it laughs is because people relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. It resonates with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it goes back to the things of like you, you might have been thinking it, like you might have said it with somebody privately on your couch, and then you hear comedians say you like that's I've been saying that all the time. You know, so <laughs> it, it makes you excited. You know, when you hear that, yeah. and I think that's what the beauty of comedy. And once again, it's about being not being afraid to step out there. Yeah, that, you put know? yourself out there. Yeah. And
2: on top of that, whenever you make those comments up on stage that people hear that they normally talk about themselves. You get a laugh track, like, and that just, and for the people that are in the audience that are relating with you, and for there to be a laugh track to their own thoughts, yeah. has got to be so validating. It's you know? so
1: validating.
2: Yeah. Is
0: there anything off limits?
1: I, I don't personally make fun of other people's shortcomings.
0: I mean short people, like <laughs> Jared?
1: No, I don't. Or I don't make. Little, I don't say uh, it like that. Oh, I talk mind. about how I don't like fucking short people, but I don't <laughs> like. But that's. <laughs> it's it's the thing with the legs like our legs do this thing that's like 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 his foot's on my shin. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know. hey
2: trust me there's there's a way to get around that. Uh, in college the basically the JV and varsity uh volleyball players. That's that was my type oh in Oh my college. god. See, that's the thing. Like Some a girls like and to and be half, climbed.
1: Like I'm not one of those people. It feels like a kid's trying to climb me and fuck me and I can't get into <laughs> it. So I am I like to be the climber. I'm not I'm not really into being climbed. So
0: so yeah. So uh, so back to the uh, things that are off limits. Like is there there's some things you go? You know what? I can't joke about that because there's some comedians out there feel that there is nothing off limits. They think that you can find a joke in any situation.
1: I well you can, and I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think if they're coming from a place of trying to be funny, then great. Uh, for me, I just I really try to live my life by treating people how I want to be treated. So like if I What I'm saying about this type of person or this type of situation, how would I feel if I was in the audience hearing that and directly related to me? Yeah. Like, that's always kind of what I have in my mind.
0: You don't think that, you know, you walk up there and you say, you know, look here. You can look at slavery one of two ways. Now, do you think anything funny can come after that?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple slavery (laughs) jokes. (laughs) Well, I they've I been will, working very well. I I, I will say this:
2: uh, Comedians and cars getting coffee. I'm not getting my white comedians and shows mixed up like I did the last. Not David Letterman. No. no, it's not Letterman. It's no. it's actually Seinfeld with the yeah. Jamie Foxx episode, yeah. and they're sitting down, and it, it. I don't know if you've seen it. Help correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Fox kind of asked one of the same questions, like, is anything off limits? Is like, is death off limits? Is like, yeah. no. Like, I had somebody tell me that you know their their father died, and I said, oh, you know, I was tired of the guy anyways. Yeah. And, <laughs> And he goes, you know, it's just uh, it's the way I am. I, I, I see everything funny. Yeah. So you have
1: to find the humor in it. It does make life easier. You know, someone once told me I had the ambition of Hitler, and that was the best compliment I could have ever gotten, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing to say. Uh, that depends on what, I guess it depends on the audience. I mean, all I'm saying is that he, got, he accomplished a lot. I'm, I'm not saying I would necessarily <laughs> I do the know. same I've thing, got, but I mean, I've got three one liners <laughs> that I was, I'm
2: scared to put out no, there. No, right go now. ahead. Go for it. Oh, because you can edit all this shit out. Yeah, ambition. No, because you might not. Never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you about to. Tell- I love Hitler jokes. You no,
2: know, I was going to say uh, people tell you you have the ambition of Hitler, but at least you're uh, smoking a jewel instead of burning him down.
1: Yeah, yeah you're that's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to use that. <laughs> <laughs> So hey, I, how did, how did uh, Hitler tie his shoes? With a bunch of little Nazis. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and
0: that's actually good. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Hitler talk, ladies and gentlemen, on the yes. podcast. Um, shout out to all the non-Hitler fans. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, all the non-Hitler fans. <laughs> yes.
2: Which hopefully hopefully is all of our listeners and subscribers.
1: Yes, please.
2: (laughs) In case we do have a Hitler level lover, we invite you onto the show. No, we
0: don't. (laughs) Do do not. Oh, we don't? And we're not where we said we were. (laughs) Oh, Hitler fan. That's true. We're not here. No, don't 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 come here. Um, But no, I, I just always think that, you know, like I said, in this day and age, you know, people are being so hypersensitive. And do I mean, what does your social media look like? Like, do you like throw out some things that you t- that you talk on stage? Do you throw some of those comments out and then you get beat up by all the hypersensitive because, you no, know, Jared got his ass kicked, you know, oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. I mean, I just I think got, it's still like, happening right now. No,
2: finally, it is it, it, finally died it's, down. It, yeah, it's okay. died down. It's gone.
0: Yeah. I mean, he posted a photo. But No, and I can still just,
2: feel all five fingers.
1: Yeah, like
2: yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So how do you, I mean? So I mean, do you just like laugh it off and just keep it moving, or do you just kind of?
1: I try to, you know, um, I try to kind of keep it light, but there are a lot of times where I find myself being like, "No, I can change their mind," and like it definitely is the <laughs> oh biggest no. waste of time. Yeah. You'll
2: never change their mind, but have you ever actually said something that, or made a joke or a commentary that was later pointed out to you was? a little bit more severe than you meant it out oh to be or that, yeah. you a- that you actually really did say, hey, you know what? You're right, and I'm sorry, and I apologize.
1: It was more like, you know, that wasn't my intention. I wasn't yeah. trying to be malicious. Um, I understand that that rubbed you the wrong way. I'm sorry.
2: And that's good to learn to apologize and move on. And, yeah. and like, uh, yeah, like well Phoenix they said, move on, but yeah, admit <laughs> it and forget it. Admit it and forget it. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. That's all you can do.
0: I am so glad you came to join us. Yeah, uh, thank you, you for gotta, having you me. We gotta do this again. You know, I would love to do it again. And we're yep. gonna have more of the mezcal that yeah, came yeah, in. Yeah, We yeah, gotta, gotta done. finish this. And um, we're gonna, we'll be back um, August twenty seventh. So you're gonna have a week off. So that'll give you time to catch up on some old podcasts and some of the old uh, hey, episodes. What
2: What do you think would happen if we released one of our? Because uh, you talked about it earlier, the episode uh, negative one and negative two. Yeah. Prior to when we actually broadcast. You you want to get one of those queued up we'll, and just just we'll drop it
0: out there? We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> just keep people entertained. Yeah, we'll see if I can we'll see if I can uh, dig it up
2: because, um, like you said, man, that, that there's some gold in this there.
0: Episode gold. Um, and so, uh, but for sure, you will have episode 14 on August 27th, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at I'll Have a Double, and also on Facebook at I'll Have a Double. So, and once again, Apple Podcast, Spotify, you know, uh, click it, share it, love it, follow it. Click um, it,
2: trick it, smack it, love smack it, it, push it, it smush it, yeah, the whole it, thing.
0: Rub it down.
2: And, uh, and oh, no. Gretcho, where, where are you at? Where can we find you?
1: So, uh, Facebook, Instagram, I'm all Gretcho everything. So, G-R-E-T-C-H-Y-O. It's like J-Lo. Yeah, Rock and, and
2: roll.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. We are out, and we will see you in two weeks. I'm Wandi.
2: I'm Jared. And I'm you-
0: Gretchen. <laughs> we'll see you later.
1: Peace.
2: Later.